I'm Not a Gentleman is a production of ChaseAndRider.com. And he was telling me a story how one of his friends was asking him, what's the name of the shoes that you're wearing? And he goes, even if I tell you, you won't know what it is. <laughs> because the friend, just like him in the past, is used to name brands that you can walk into the mall and get one of those, like a Ferragamo or Tom Ford or something like that. Versus the kind of shoes that I champion, you won't find them at your local mall. Yo, what up? Welcome to I'm Not a Gentleman, the show designed to help you look stylish without following trends. I'm your host, Vladimir Riche from ChaseAndRider.com and your favorite menswear YouTuber's favorite menswear YouTuber. I've helped dozens of clients and hundreds of students and viewers feel more confident by looking their best and always making a great first impression. So the idea for this video came from me just scrolling on Instagram. There's this one dude that I look up to as far as what he does. He's not a menswear guy, although you might think that he is, but he gives advice on other things that are important and he's extremely good at that. But he really thinks that he's a menswear maven. Yo, what up, guys? Look at the drip today. The drip nuts. Gee whiz! Gee willikers, Batman! Is that that drip? <laughs> I find it funny, you know what I'm saying? Because it's entertainment to me. But he's always showing what he's wearing. One thing about him, he's very heavy into the name brands. I mean, I feel that like it's cool. If somebody feels confident in what they're wearing, even if they're not wearing it right, confidence does go a long way. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have a problem with that. Plus... Being from New York, we always think that we know everything. <laughs> I don't know if this is unique to New York, but as a New Yorker, I can definitely attest to that fact. And one thing that I notice with a lot of guys is if they're good at one thing, like really good at one thing, they automatically start to believe that they're good at everything, which couldn't be further from the truth, man. So this dude is definitely not sharp at all, like, Every time he dresses up, whether it's in a suit or even like casually, it's it's not a good look, you know what I mean? But he does put out videos showing what he's wearing and stuff. If you're familiar with me, you know that I have an ebook. Actually, I'm giving it out for free. It's called The Seven Style Mistakes. The link will be included in the show notes. The thing is, there's a lot more than seven style mistakes. There's probably endless, but I wanted the ebook to be a quick read, so we only kept it to seven back in 2016. I think it was when I first um, when I wrote the ebook. So in this episode, I wanted to bring ten style mistakes, which you will not find in the ebook. Check out my Patreon at I'm Not a Gentleman dot com for a slash support for behind the scenes footage. Early access to episodes and bonus content. Intro. Back in that, back in that bag again. So as I was saying, man, this episode is inspired by what I see on Instagram or posts that I saw on Instagram. But I've been seeing this type of posts. I just haven't really said anything about it as far as making a, a whole podcast episode on it. But when I read the comments and I'm seeing people saying things like sharp or you killing it, 
or like, you know, where can I get this from? Then that's when I decided, yeah, I got to say something about this because this is crazy. So this is not just about this one dude. This is something that's rampant where guys don't really know how to dress, but yet they're giving style advice and doing all sorts of craziness. So this is why I wanted to make an episode about it. And I'm sure there'll be other episodes that will follow this one because, as I was saying, there's a lot more than seven mistakes, ten mistakes. It's so many, you know what I'm saying? But we're just going to keep it to ten for this one. But I'll do a couple more and include it as a bonus episode on my Patreon for my patrons. Uh, So let's start with mistake number one. And this one is focusing on name brands. That's the great thing about menswear and tailored clothing. It's not really about the name brand. It's about the quality of what you're buying. Now, a lot of time, the quality and the name brand go hand in hand. But in most cases, you're not really going to know what the name brand is or what somebody's wearing unless you are extremely into menswear like that. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to shoes, I can look at a lot of shoes and tell where the shoe is from. But it's not because there's a logo or the name brand is displayed on the shoes. It's just because maybe I have the same pair or there are certain characteristics about a shoe that's probably exclusive to a certain maker. So those things I can, you know, easily pick out In a lot of cases, not in every case, because that's one thing also with menswear. Those type of styles that you see when it comes to shoes, they're not mutually exclusive to one brand. Like there are little things that certain brands are known to do. But for the most part, when we're talking about the style of the shoe, all the brands pretty much make all the same styles. But there are little differences here and there. Maybe it's the last, which is what the shape of the shoe is called. Um, even though at the end of the day, probably every maker has a round last, every maker has a chiseled last, every maker has a soft square last or an almond last, but there are certain ways that they shape their last that might differentiate them from another maker. So there are little things that I see where I can tell which brand that is. And I'm using shoes as an example because it's probably a little bit easier to tell with shoes. Um, But when it comes to suits, it gets even harder, even though different houses have their own style. But it gets a little bit harder to pick out what somebody's wearing just by looking at it. But before I got into menswear, when I was into street fashion, it was completely different. You know, the name brand was pretty much everything. Like, if you listen to rap music now, it's always been like that where, you know, we talk about the name brands and things like that. And that's cool, but when it comes to tailored clothing, the name brand is important, but it's not something that you should be showcasing. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to show the inside of your suit so somebody can see what the logo is in there. And I think... Part of the reason why you see that is a lot of guys, they confuse fashion with style, which are two completely different things. 
And I know sometimes when I say that, people get confused because they think that what I do is fashion and it's not a style, but the difference is fashion is something that changes every couple of years or so versus style pretty much stays the same. So what was in, let's say, 40 years ago is still in now versus with fashion. If something was in 40 years ago and it's like in right now, it just means that it came back again because, you know, they come back eventually. But with style, they pretty much stay the same. There are certain things that change like very slightly, but for the most part, style is forever. So what I would recommend is don't really look too much into the name brand. For example, one of my clients, he lives in Haiti. And um, before he started watching my videos, he used to wear like a lot of Ferragamos and those type of shoe brands. And then when he started watching me on YouTube and he reached out, then uh, actually we I don't want to call him a client. He's actually a friend. We became friends and um, he started to look into the kind of shoes that I would talk about. And he was telling me a story how one of his friends was asking him, what's the name of the shoes that you're wearing? And he goes, even if I tell you, you won't know what it is. <laughs> because the friend, just like him in the past, is used to name brands that you can walk into the mall and get one of those, like a Ferragamo or a Tom Ford or something like that, versus the kind of shoes that I champion, you won't find them at your local mall. So it's not really about the name brand. It is, but not about the name brands that you're thinking of. So it's not really about the brands. It's more about the quality and also what it is that you're looking for. So if I go, yo, what's up with your fashion? And you try to defend it by telling me, oh, these are Ferragamos. Bro, I don't care that they're Ferragamos. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's mistake number one. And mistake number two, that's leaving the label on the sleeve of the jacket. And that all goes back to the whole name brand thing of mistake number one, where people want you to see what's the name brand that they're wearing. The label should never be on the sleeve of the jacket. I don't care what the name brand is. So when you buy a suit, I mean, one of the first things that you should do is cut off the label. And if you're not too comfortable doing that, when you get the suit altered, you can have your tailor do that for you. I mentioned this a few months ago. I did a video on that. And one of the examples that I gave was Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from the Eagles. When he signed his extension, he was wearing a green suit that had the Gucci label still on the sleeve, which to me is ridiculous. But I had a couple of people in the comments telling me that Gucci actually makes it like that to where you're not really supposed to remove the label. I mean, to me, that's even worse. How the hell am I spending my money and then you're going to tell me that I'm not supposed to remove the label of the jacket? <laughs> and if somebody's going to buy that, obviously, that's the look that they're going for. So 
to me, it doesn't really matter that Gucci makes it that way. Probably makes it even worse that you would buy something like that where the intention is for you to keep the label on there. But I guess it's Gucci, right? So that makes it okay. (laughs) But yeah, man, we don't care about those type of name brands. This is not what we do here. And even if I was able to get my favorite suit maker suit, bespoke, I still wouldn't wear it with the label on the sleeve. Doesn't make any sense, really. I can understand if it's a kid. They don't know any better. And their parents probably, unfortunately, don't know any better. And they happen to leave the house like that. But I've seen it on grown men. It's like, bro, cut off the label, man. Let's stop playing around. We'll be right back. Yo, real quick, I got something very special to share. Are you ready to elevate your style game? Well, I got just the thing for you when you want to cost you a dime. Introducing my latest ebook, The 7 Style Mistakes That You're Making Right Now. It's packed with insights to help you up your style game. In this exclusive guide, I break down the common pitfalls that many of us fall into. From fashion faux pas to overlooked details, I got you covered. You'll learn how to turn heads for all the right reasons and boost your confidence in any situation. So are you ready to transform your wardrobe and leave those style mistakes behind? Head over to I'mNotAGentleman.com or click the link in the show notes to grab your copy of the 7 style mistakes that you're making right now. It's a game changer and it's 100% free. Thanks for tuning in today. And remember, style is a reflection of who you are. Let's make sure you're sending the right message. Grab your copy now and let's embark on this style journey together. Until next time, stay stylish. (laughs) All right, let's go to mistake number three. I love that one. That's not buying a versatile suit. So with this one, I'm really talking to the guys that don't really get to wear a suit that often. So they probably have one good suit that they would wear to certain occasions, like a wedding or whatever, job interview or whatever it is. And it's a pinstripe suit or it's a double-breasted suit or something like that. The problem with that is if that's your only suit, it shouldn't be a suit that's easily recognizable. You got to be able to finesse it so that people don't think that you're wearing the same suit, man. So if you're wearing something like a navy suit or a charcoal suit, medium gray suit, you can change the tie and nobody will probably know that this is the same exact suit. But if it's a pinstripe suit, obviously that suit is going to stand out a little bit more than your regular plain suit. So I really wouldn't get into those type of suits until you have a couple basics first. Myself, I really love truck stripe suits and uh, Prince of Wales and those type of suits. I'm a huge fan, but I already have all my basics covered. And by the way, I'm speaking from experience, man. My first suit was a pinstripe navy suit. Like my first good suit. 
my first suit was a black suit. I gave that story before where I bought a suit from, I believe it was Macy's when one of my good friends passed away and I needed a suit for that funeral and I bought a black suit because I didn't know any better. But my first good suit was a pinstripe Navy suit, man. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but yeah, that's 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 what I did. So more on that later, though. I wouldn't recommend something like that for somebody's first suit. Maybe your fifth, but definitely not your first. What I would recommend instead is something solid, like I was saying. So navy, medium gray, charcoal. You want something like that as your first few suits before you start venturing into more eye-catching suits. Now, mistake number four is doing too damn much, man. (laughs) Simplicity is really the key, but a lot of guys feel like that's boring for some reason. So you see things like multicolored socks with a bunch of stripes. Um, You'll also see things like Guys wearing dark suits with light brown shoes. I've seen guys wear some really, really big lapel pins. You're just doing too much, bro. All those could be their own mistakes, but I wanted to put them all under doing too damn much. Wearing a suit is going to set you apart as is because in this casual age, people are not really wearing suits. You know what I'm saying? So when you're wearing a suit that automatically sets you apart, You don't have to do all the extra stuff, man. So something to think about the next time you're wearing a suit. Try to keep it classy as opposed to be all flashy. That's mistake number four. Mistake number five, that's having your monogram on your cuffs. Now, the first time that I brought this up on YouTube, I think that video had the most dislikes of all my videos. <laughs> a lot of guys weren't too happy with me saying that, man. And you know, like I always say, I'm not here for you to agree with everything that I say. I'm here to make you guys look stylish. So whether you agree or not, that's on you. But I'm going to tell you the truth. And having your monogram on your cuff is lame as hell, man. But this is one of those things that I'm not really blaming the guys that do that because this is something that you've probably always seen. And that's one of those things that let people know that your shirt is custom made versus something off the rack. So you probably always had that in your head that when I get my shirt custom made, I'm going to have my monogram on the cuffs. And once again, this is me speaking from experience. I've done it. So I can talk about it. And to be honest with you, that's really, really lame. And don't take this the wrong way. I don't have anything against monograms. I actually have monograms on all my custom shirts. So what I would recommend if you really like monograms is to have it somewhere where it's not going to show very easily. Personally, I have it on my torso, on the left side of my torso. Doesn't mean that you'll never, ever see it. You know, if my jacket comes off, you'll see it. You know, but um, it's not on my shirt cuff where it's just right there in your face. I don't think nobody really cares about your initials like that. And once again, I'm not really 
blaming you because that's what you've seen and wanted to emulate. But now that you know, kind of got to agree with me that it's pretty lame. I mean, you don't have to tell me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I know that deep down inside, you probably think it's pretty lame too now that I'm telling you about it. You know what I mean? So it's something about the truth. When you tell somebody the truth and it doesn't really sit right with their spirit because they've been doing this for so long. They're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I love my monogram on my cuff. I mean, go for it, man, but it's pretty lame, bro. So, but your fashion. <laughs> All right, man, so let's go to the next one. We at the halfway point, mistake number six. And um, that one is guys neglecting their shoes. And as I always like to say, your shoes are the foundation that every great wardrobe was built upon. You can't possibly be well-dressed if you're wearing bad shoes. It just doesn't equate. The math is not mathing like the kids like to say these days. Crazy part is a lot of guys are really into sneakers, right? Like sneakerheads, spending a ton of money on their collection, which is cool. I don't think I was ever a sneakerhead, but I was really into sneakers. I think to be a sneakerhead, you have to have a certain number of sneakers. I was never there. But I was one of the dudes that would have the new Jordans in high school when they came out. I was always into the way that I looked and especially my shoes, right? So I've always been into shoes. It's wild that some guys will be sneakerheads, but when it comes to their dress shoes, they want to spend the least amount possible. And I get it. You probably want to save some extra money so that you can buy another pair of sneakers. But there's going to be a time where you have to wear shoes. And I understand that your shoes don't get the same exact mileage as your sneakers because you don't really wear suits like that. That's cool. But at the same time, you should have at least one nice pair of shoes in your closet. So when that time calls for it, you can just pull it out. It doesn't change just because you're wearing tailored clothing. Now, all of a sudden, your shoes don't matter anymore. And even for the guys that aren't sneakerheads, your shoes are the most important part, man. It seems like I talk about shoes in every episode that I do. I find a way to put the shoes in there somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, man, do not neglect your shoes. You should have at least one, I'd say two pairs of nice shoes. You know, I would do one black and one in dark brown. Actually, last week, I made a whole episode on the five different shoe colors that I feel like every man should have. So definitely go back and listen to that one if you want to get into it some more. But yeah, man, you need at least, I'd say, one or two. The reason why I'm saying two is because everybody needs black shoes. Because if you're attending a wedding or a more somber occasion, black shoes is what you're going to have to wear for those occasions. But at the same time, a pair of black Oxfords is a very CBS shoe. So let's say you're taking your wife out to a nice dinner and it calls for you to wear a suit or you just want to wear a suit, then a nice pair of dark brown shoes would fit that occasion really nicely. So that's why I'm saying two pairs. So that way, one for a really serious occasion 
And two, for the time, you just want to wear a suit, but you don't feel like wearing black shoes. And I'm not saying that black shoes can't work in that situation, but black shoes are very serious. So even though they go with every single suit color, they're not always the best choice, depending on the situation. So yeah, man, never neglect your shoes. Your shoes are very, very important, man. Mistake number seven is wearing shirts with short collar points. I don't think guys understand how important your shirt collar is. Your shirt collar can make or break your outfit before I even get to see the rest of it. When I meet someone, of course, obviously, the first thing that I see is their face, right? Your shirt collar sits right below your face, like right below it. So one thing that I always recommend is to have the collar points. The collar points are the tip of the collar. You always want the collar points to be hidden under your jacket's lapel. It just makes for a really clean look. And it's one of those things that if nobody tells you about it, you might not know what it is, man. So I don't really blame a lot of guys. I was just watching a press conference. I'm a big New York Giants fan. And um, somebody that we drafted a few years ago, maybe like 10 years ago, he just retired recently. And this week he had his press conference retiring as a Giant. I'm talking about Prince Mukamara. Feel free to Google or YouTube his press conference so you can see what I'm talking about. There was a lot of things wrong with his outfit, like his suit looked overly tight. He was wearing a bunch of different lapel pins. But the first thing that caught my eye was the collar points and how short they were. And um, the second thing that caught my eye was how thin the lapels were. But with this one, we're just going to focus on the collar points. By the way, nice dude from everything that I hear of people that cover the Giants. Really nice dude, and he really came across as a really nice guy in his press conference. So I'm not saying that to really bash him, but this is one of those things that I guess if nobody tells you, you'll never know. So this is why I'm bringing these things up to your attention because you don't know what you don't know. And obviously, Prince didn't know. But that's something that can really destroy your whole look because you can't hide it. And even when we're talking about a button-down collar, I'm talking about those collars that has buttons where the collar tips are. They are a little bit more casual. But the longer those collar points are, the more of a role that the collar is going to have, which is a really beautiful look, versus just having really tiny collar points, man. So that's a really easy fix. Well, it's not a really easy fix if you already have the shirt. That shirt is not going to work. But when you're buying your shirts, just make sure that the collar point is at least three and a quarter inches. Personally, I even like them all the way up to four inches on most of my custom shirts. But you want it to be at least around three and a quarter inches, man. That way you ensure that it lays flatly underneath the jacket's lapel. All right, let's go to mistake number eight. And... um This one is wearing Oxfords casually. And I know I'm going to get some pushback on that one from 
guys that are even really into menswear because I've seen it done where it doesn't look as bad, but just me personally. If you're dressing casually, and by casually, I'm talking about business casual, where you're not wearing a suit, but you're still in tailored clothing. I don't feel like Oxfords should be worn unless you're wearing a suit. And for those that aren't familiar, Oxfords are the most serious style of shoe compared to, let's say, a derby or loafers that are a bit more casual. They feature a closed lacing system compared to a derby that has an open lacing system. I would include pictures of both in the blog post, and you can click the link in the show description so you can see exactly what I'm talking about if you're not 100% sure. But to me, when you are dressed business casual, you should be wearing either loafers, derbies, or chuckers. Those are boots, by the way. Um, monk straps, those types of shoes. I think you should reserve the Oxfords for when you're wearing a suit. Now, of course, there are exceptions. So if the shoes feature a lot of broguing, broguing are the holes that you see on dress shoes. If the shoes have a lot of those, the more broguing a shoe has, the more casual the shoe becomes. So, for example, wingtips, which is one of the most casual shoes, have a lot of brogings. So, shoes like wingtips, full brogues, you can definitely wear those. And they still look appropriate casually. Um, another example is suede Oxfords. Now, even though they are Oxfords, but because the material is suede, that makes them more casual as well. So those are some of the exceptions. But I truly feel that there's always a better option when you are wearing, let's say, our trousers with a sport coat than to wear Oxfords with it. Once again, I'm anticipating some pushback, but it is what it is. That's how I feel about it. And I'm not going to sit there and lie to you and tell you like, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. To me, that's that's not it, man. There's... <laughs> There are better options, man. That's just how I feel about it. So that was mistake number eight. Uh, mistake number nine is wearing blue trousers when you're doing the sport coat and our trousers look. The most common combination is gray trousers and a navy sport coat. The way that it goes together is just something that I can't really explain. I don't know who discovered that that was a good combination, but man, that's a good combination. We jokingly refer to it as the security guard look. But yeah, obviously security guards don't usually be looking sharp, you know. (laughs) But the colors, you know, we call it the security guard look because of that reason. So I think that a lot of guys think that since gray trousers and a blue blazer work so good together, that the reverse will probably work just as well. Couldn't be further from the truth, man. Blue trousers, especially when we're talking about in a worsted material, not like in a fuzzy material like flannel, as an example, really looks like it belongs on a suit. So in most cases, when you are wearing blue trousers with a sport coat, it looks like you're wearing all faint trousers, meaning that 
is part of a suit. You just decided to wear a different top, different jacket with the trousers. This is also one of those that I've seen done well a few times. But at the same time, to me, there are so many different options that's going to yield a better result every time. What I would recommend instead is all shades of grays and shades of brown, shades of green, really anything except navy trousers, man. Certain lighter blues can work, but um, I'm really talking about navy trousers here. You want to stay away from those when you're doing the business casual with our trousers and a sport coat. And to wrap it up and put a bow on it, Mistake number 10 is cutting corners and buying cheap stuff. And I know a couple episodes ago I mentioned that a lot of people think that menswear is expensive. And I was saying that that's not the case. It doesn't have to be the case. But at the same time, menswear is not cheap. There's a saying that goes, buy once, cry once. And that means that, yeah, you may cry because you're spending some money on something, but at least you're really only buying it once. Because when we're talking about classic menswear, which is what I preach, once again, it's eternal. So if you really buy something that's nice and made of good quality, should last you a really long time, if you take care of it, that is. One way that I like to put it is to buy less and pay more. For example, instead of buying two ties for $100 and you think you got a really good deal, it's better to just buy a really nice tie that costs $125. So once again, that might hurt a little bit, but you know you got yourself a really beautiful tie. So buy once, cry once, as opposed to finding out those two ties that you bought for $100 they're not really going to last you that long. They don't really keep a dimple really well. And I do understand that $125 for a tie is a lot of money, man. But that tie is going to last you the rest of your life. And if you're not really into menswear like that, you don't have to keep buying ties over and over again. It could just be something that you buy maybe once every six months or once every year just to, you know, build a little collection. But those things are important, man. It's better to spend more, spend the most that you can spend and buy one thing versus try to get a bunch of things using that same amount of money. Because at the end of the day, you're only really screwing yourself. So don't think about buying a whole bunch of shit. Think about buying just one thing, the best that you can afford. And I see a lot of that with shoes, too. Guys will ask me, what's the least expensive pair of shoes that I can buy? It's one thing if you can't afford it, right? Because everybody has a budget that they're trying to stay within, and I'm always respectful of that as a style consultant. But those are the guys wearing the red bottom shoes and the Gucci belts, man. And um, they're asking me, what's the cheapest shoes that they can buy? But that's when we have to have a conversation like, okay, what's your budget and why do you want to buy a $100 pair of shoes? But yeah, man, always buy the best that you can afford. 
don't really look at the quantity, look at the quality instead. And I think that's where a lot of guys go wrong. So this is the part of the show that we like to call I Got a Story to Tell. And we're going to go back to around 2007, 2008. So I was in the process of getting a new job and I needed to buy a suit because it's one of those jobs that was going to be client-facing. And at that time, the only suit that I had was a black suit that was ill-fitting. Actually, I don't even think that that suit was even a thing anymore. I think I had gotten rid of it. So I didn't have a suit at all. So I said to one of my big homies that I looked up to back then because this dude's been wearing a suit for years. I was like, yo, bro, here's the situation. I'm going to be starting a new job. We don't have to wear a suit every day, but we're going to be meeting clients. So I need to buy myself a nice suit for, you know, my first meeting. Because one thing about me is I've always looked younger than I am. I mean, now I have gray beard and everything, so I probably look my age. But back when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, I still looked like I was like 21, 22. So it was very important for me to look older because I'm going to be talking about finance. So you don't want somebody to look at you and be like, this guy's too young to know what he's talking about. So I was like, yeah, I need myself a a nice suit. So my friend was working part-time at Banana Republic just so he could buy suits and use his 50% discount. So I was like, what would you recommend? So he was like, I would recommend that you get a blue pinstripe suit. It's like I just bought one myself. I think that you'd really kill it in that suit. I was like, oh, that's cool. Because once again, I don't know anything. So whatever he says. And I'm 5'10", by the way, or 5'9 and 3 quarters, but I like to round it up to 5'10". <laughs> and my friend is around 6'1", with long arms. So he wears a 40 long. So when we went to Banana Republic... He was like, you should get a 44 long because I'm bigger than he is. And once again, I'm 5'10". And bro told me I should get a 44 long. Now, the reason why he said 44 long is because he wears a long size. And me, not knowing a damn thing, didn't question it at all. (laughs) So not only did he talked me into getting a pinstripe suit as my first and only suit. He also talked me into getting a 44 long. (laughs) And by the way, I will be including pictures of me in that suit. Oh man, not a good look at all. I don't blame him because I still tell that story and get a laugh out of it, you know? And I think we're better now because of that experience. (laughs) I mean, bro is really sharp now compared to back then. And um, so it's something that we still laugh about, man. But yeah, he had me buy a 44 long pinstripe suit as my first suit. So every time I had a meeting, everybody knew that I was going to be wearing the same suit. (laughs) So it became a running joke in the office. They called it my closing suit because they know that if I'm wearing that suit, I'm meeting with a client and I'm going to close that client. Funny thing is that was the only suit that I really had. So it's not like 
there was any other type of suits. So my closing suit was my only suit, man. So, <laughs> so shout out to the big homie who shall remain nameless. He meant well. I should have known better myself and maybe question why am I wearing a long when I'm only not even 5'10". <laughs> but yeah, man. Back to the episode. So this is the segment of the podcast where I take your questions. For a chance to be featured, all you have to do is go to I'mNotAGentleman.com. You see a microphone on the bottom right corner. Make sure you leave your name and where you're from, and you can ask your questions right there. Let's hear this week's question. My name is uh, Gerald Clark, calling from Detroit, Michigan. My question is, what is the best way to store your neckties? Thank you. Shout out to Gerald, man. That's a really good question, and I'm sure that other guys are probably wondering the same thing. Now, before we get to the answer, it is very important that when you're undoing your tie, that you don't just pull one end to the knot. That's a sure way to really mess up your tie. And as I was saying before, ties are pretty expensive, man. I think the average tie probably stood around $100 or close to that, maybe around 75 to start. And they can go up to the two, $300 easily. I myself, most of my ties are around $125. To answer the question, there are two trains of thought when it comes to starving your ties. The first one is to roll it up and um, you can store them in a drawer. Or if you get your ties from a company like a Klaasu, they actually send the tie with a canister. That way, after you're done wearing the tie, you can just roll it up and put it in the canister. If you're not aware, I do have my own tie through a Klaasu. So if you were to order your own Chase and Rider intro tie, you would receive a canister with the tie. So that's a really good way to store your tie. The way that I store my ties is I hang them on a rack. So those are the two different ways that you can store your tie. Once again, the first one is to roll it up. And the second one is to hang it up. I don't know if there's one that's better than the other. I like to hang them up because I love looking at my ties. Um, But there are disadvantages such as they can collect dust depending on where you have them. So... Where I have mine, they don't really collect dust, but I'm just saying that's just something that you have to think about. Now, as far as my tie rack, I got it from a company called Dapper Woodworks out of Texas. And it's 18 inches with 33 metal pegs, and they're stored at $175. And they also have a 12-inch option with 21 metal pegs that's stored at $130. Now, I'm not going to front and act like $175 is not expensive, but as we discussed, ties themselves are pretty expensive, so it doesn't really make sense to be wearing $100 ties and have them on a $10 tie rack. So definitely do your research and find something that works best for you. Just don't go for the cheapest option that you can find. But I will include a link to Dapper Woodworks tie racks in the show notes. So that was my episode on the 10 style mistakes. To recap, number one was focusing on name brands. Mistake number two was leaving the label on the sleeve of the jacket. Mistake number three 
was not buying a versatile suit. Number four was doing too much. Number five is the monogram placement. Number six, neglecting your shoes. Mistake number seven was wearing short collar points. Mistake number eight was wearing your Oxfords casually. Number nine was wearing blue trousers with your sport coats or blazers. And mistake number 10 was buying cheap stuff. Thanks for checking out Another Gentleman. If you like this episode, follow the podcast, give your boy a five-star rating, and leave me a review. You can find us on I'mNotAGentleman.com or wherever you listen. Check out the Patreon at I'mNotAGentleman.com forward slash support for behind-the-scenes footage, early access to episodes, and bonus content. And tune in again next week for another fire episode of I'm Not a Gentleman. Peace. Back in that, yeah. Tell them to watch.